Welcome back to the podcast. It's Anthony as always. And today we're going to be talking about spaced repetition. Okay. So for those of you who don't know what spaced repetition is, this is a general philosophy in terms of how we can remember and memorize almost anything. So Spaced repetition, okay? Now, how do we come across something called spaced repetition? Well, during my discovery and during my uh, days of a, as being a watchmaker and studying for physical therapy and whatnot, there were a lot of learning tips that I needed to either come up with or a lot of learning tips that I needed to efficiently optimize in terms of how I process information. And one of the ones that helped me the most, actually, is something called spaced repetition. And it is exactly as the name implies. Um, we're doing repetitions of something spaced out. Now, let's think about it like this. Everybody has about everybody has only roughly 24 hours in a day. Um, assuming you spend six to eight hours, if that, you know, getting enough sleep, that's already one third of your life that you can't get back. Okay. Now, assuming that the other one third of your life you're spent working, you really only have another one third to yourself. If that, and that doesn't even include eating and whatnot. So you really have less than one third. Okay. Now, uh, let's, let's go forward with that. What you do with your time and how you optimize your learning and efficiencies will depend on you, honestly. Now, the point of this, uh, the point of going over what we call spaced repetition is so that you can maximize your study, memorizing, and uh, uh, recognition time uh, doing anything, you know, whether you're doing watchmaking, whether you're in school, whether you're trying to learn a new skill, spaced repetition will help. Now, the name, the name itself is pretty self-evident, okay? Now, what it does is it leverages what we call the spacing effect, okay? Think of it like this. Uh, if you wait long enough, uh, the, we want to spread the information that we're ingesting. We want to spread that information out, right? You don't want to put, you don't want to stack up a bunch of, uh, if you were to think of it like a, a wall, um, you don't build a brick wall without first letting each layer of the mortar dry, right? Now, if you stack up an entire brick wall without letting each of the mortar solidify in each layer, you're gonna have a pretty shitty wall. Now, if we build a brick wall and we allow each mortar to solidify, we give it enough space to solidify and we give it enough time, each information, each layer we stack on top just solidifies that wall and makes it stronger, okay? Now, the spacing effect that we're talking about is how the information we're taking in, uh, we're giving it time to marinate in our head. So let's say you have a test or you have a bench test or you have to memorize a specific area on a watch or you have to understand how to dismantle something. What we want to first do is inoculate and introduce to ourselves what it entails. So we're, we're going to learn it first, right? Let's say you want to memorize a name. Let's just keep it ultra simple. And if let's say you want to memorize a name or you want to memorize a specific topic, it's important to go over the repetition on day one. Okay. Now what space repetition is, is essentially declaring is that let's just say we get it on day one. Now we let it marinate in our brain and we wait until possibly day three. And then on day three, we revisit the topic and we go over it again. Now, 
if you understand it correctly and you memorize it the first time, you should be able to recall it on day three. What we are going to do afterwards is progressively overload the spacing effect. So instead of you going over it every single day, which is a waste of time, uh, you would go over it where we let the memory almost hit the outer edge of our recollection, right? So let's just say you learn a new technique, you work on it day one, then you space it out, you work on it on day three, then you can space that out again and work on it on day eight, okay? Then you space that out and you, you progressively overload the time it takes for you to re return back to the subject. So after day eight, you might look at it back on maybe a week later. After a week, you, want, you might want to take your time and revisit it a week and a half later. So you're effectively spacing out the, the time it takes for you to recall the subject. And what this does is it allows the brain to marinate the information, allows the, 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 the mind to marinate the, the, the information technique and repetition you want to remember. And when it is almost at the cusp of you forgetting it or you no longer necessarily needing it, you recall that same subject or repetition or technique that you need to remember. Now, what this does is it solidifies the bond and the connections in the head for you to actively and, uh, and correctly recall something. This strengthens it over time, and over time, it becomes a, either a habit or it becomes an ingrained memory or it becomes something where you can access it long term. And this is really, really helpful, and this was something that really helped me when I first uh, started getting into this, was um, instead of trying to cram something, which is completely opposite of what we're trying to accomplish here. If you really want to understand a subject, if you really want to understand a skill, a repetition, a topic, technical or non-technical, spaced repetition in some shape or form will help. So what you're going to do in your own area and think of something where you want to think of anything that you want to learn, think of anything that you really want to memorize, whether it's the human anatomy or whether it's names and lingos and topics. Just think of something like that where you know you need to recall. Practice today. Start now. Think about it. Recall it. You space out. There's, don't think of it as um, there's no set rule. OK, I know if you probably go on the Internet right now and you Google it, there's a bunch of formulas and whatnot. There's some people saying you do day one, day three, day five, day 10, day 15, day 20, day 30. But here's the point. Customize it to yourself. I found personally that if I went over, uh, so personally what I do, right, what I find works for me is if I hopped into space repetition, I will go over a topic about uh, every single day uh, early in the morning. I find that I'm most productive early in the morning. So when I first wake up in the morning and I have my coffee or caffeine um, and I do what I need to do, I feel like my brain is at its sharpest peak at that point. So what I generally do at this stage in the morning where uh, I'm uninterrupted, I actually focus immediately on any subject or topic that I know I need to either practice or progressively work on. So I will go over a specific topic in my head. I'll read it. I'll make sure I try to understand it. And once I do have a, th a, th a thorough understanding, 
it's, it's one thing to understand something and it's another thing to be able to recall and under and, and explain something a month from now, right? Or being able to access the information when you need it. So at this point in time is when I'll be practicing that. And once I get that, I, I usually go over it once or twice in my head and I and that's it. I leave it. I don't go back to it. I don't even visit the topic anymore. And in the beginning, if I'm learning something brand new that I don't know, I will inoculate myself. I will stress test myself for the first five days and throw myself into the fire. So for the first five days, I'll do this every single day on one specific topic or subject. Um, if you have more topics to cover, even great, because the, the whole great point of this system that I uh, uh, implement is that I'm going, it takes less than five minutes. You go over something in your head for one specific topic every single day for first five days. You inoculate your brain, you let it marinate, you, you put enough information in there that you know you need to recall for the first five days and you get your brain ready, right? After you get your brain, uh, uh, after, after my first five days of inoculating myself in the subject or subjects or topics or repetitions, etc., I will then start spacing out the, the time it takes for me to recall it. So immediately after I do that, I'll wait about, uh, two to three days, and then I'll revisit the topic. Now, after two to three days, I'll judge myself. Did I recall this topic correctly? Did I do this accurately? Did I physically go through the motion correctly? Did I mentally go over the actions thoroughly? Now, when I talk about mentally and, and, and when I talk about physical, physical is very easy. Physically, you can be there. You can physically, you can f practice it in the air. You can either do it on the table, do it on the bench if you're a watchmaker, um, if you're a football player, etc. If you're doing martial arts, you're doing anything specific or anything physical wise. It's very, very important that you physically run through the motion in your like physically standing there, moving your arms exactly how you need to do it, moving your legs exactly how you need to do it. If you're on a bench, I highly recommend you physically doing the action. OK, that is very first and foremost. Now, if it is a mental action, if it is a mental topic, if it's a non-technical topic or it's something you need to memorize, make sure you're able to verbally recall it out loud and say it, don't be afraid, you're not crazy, you're not talking to yourself, but verbally outline every little thing that you know you need to recall. You need to be able at this point to be very honest with yourself. Did you accurately recall this information or did you half-ass this? If you accurately recall the information and you uh, verbatim and you are confident with it, this is where you say, okay, we passed the second repetition. Now you can progressively overload it now. Okay, so let's just say you waited three days or two to three days after the first session. Now you wait about five to six days um, and you do the same thing. Now, if you tried to recall the subject and you failed or you did not do as well as you did, make sure you immediately follow through with the correct action or correct repetition or correct technique immediately. Do this two to three more times on that same day, and then you stop. Okay. What works for me is that when I fail at recalling something, immediately the next day that after I failed it, I will re-inoculate myself again. So I will challenge my brain again to recall the subject. 
if my brain and if I'm able to recall the subject correctly, then I will proceed to push out the spacing effect again. So I will say, okay, we restarted this from the beginning because I failed to recall it. I will wait a couple more days and I'll recall the subject again now. Once I recall it again, if I, I do the same test again, did I pass? Did I do this correctly or did I fail and I half-ass this or did I not get 100% accurate? Very, very important that I say 100% accurate because if I got 95 or 98, that is not sufficient. Personally, for me, I try to go verbatim. So if I'm recalling something and I don't recall it 100% correctly or I, I kind of... Uh, uh, um, or I kind of didn't recall it as efficiently, as smoothly as I wanted to, as if I knew the subject, as if I know the subject at the back of my head, then I will deem that as a failure on my end. Uh, I'm a firm believer in perfect practice makes perfect, not practice makes perfect. Um, You can instill bad habits by half-assing things. So for me personally, I try to go for 100 uh, percent of the uh, recollection. Some people are settle at ninety percent, and that's fine. That's up to you. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes ninety percent, ninety percent is all you need. Now, we're working on this as a retrieval topic. Now, after we're doing, after we're done spacing out certain ideas, we essentially from here the point is very simple. You space it out as long as you can as frequently as you can. And then once you start getting the topics and you start understanding it better and better, you space that out for longer and longer and longer. So you are no longer going to be spending every single day on it. You're not spending every other day on it. If you recall something correctly and you know it and you honestly uh, are pretty sufficient and efficient with your topics and the way you're recalling things, at some point you will hit uh, space repeat, uh, space repeating it, and space uh, space timing it for the most part, like about every month or so, or every other month, because as you build each day, let's say you get it on day one, you wait a couple of days. After a couple of days, you wait a week. After a week, you wait a couple of weeks. After a couple of weeks, you wait a month. After a month, you wait a, a month and a half, and then so on and so forth. So you're spacing it out now. You're no longer needing to go through the topic every day. And you do this long enough for any topic, you will recall it ridiculously fast and you'll be able to recall it like you are a professional in your field. Now, the second subject I really want to talk about is retrieval, right? So we're talking about spacing all this information out and we're talking about trying to uh, recall what we learned. And in this process of the retrieval uh, section of it, it's very, very important that we work on that concept. So if we were to break down learning as a skill, if we were to break down recalling something as a skill, the very first thing we need to do is learn the technique or repetition or subject in mind, technical, non-technical, whatever it may be. We need to first learn it, okay? So the act of physically learning it, visualizing it when you're recalling it, and as a side note, when you're recalling the subject, it doesn't necessarily always need to be physical. If it's non-technical, again, you can go verbally recall it. You can mentally recall it. Um, And when I'm talking about mentally going through all these things, if you're on the train or if you're commuting and maybe you can't physically do something, visually, visually in your head, the imagery, the system of imagery needs to be a complete five. If you go through the, the imagery process in your brain, you need to go through every single sense. Okay, all the five senses, you need to try your best. 
What does the environment, what is the environment supposed to look like? What is your setup supposed to look like? If you're trying to recall a technique on a bench, if you're a watchmaker, um, maybe what's the layout on your bench? You know, the smell, uh, the lamp, the light, the area around you, the chair, your clothes, the comfortability, the, the way your arms are positioned, visually the position of where your head is. You want to recall every single thing there. You want to make it as realistic as possible if you're uh, uh let's just say you're trying to recall a specific technique in martial arts or maybe you're a football player basketball player you want to go through every single motion you what possible what could what could have possibly occurred before and afterwards that puts you in a specific uh point in time uh the smell in the air the visual the visualization the person in front of you maybe the person behind you and the side of you um, your hands, the technique that you're about to pr- process, uh, how you're going to do it, how you're going to, f- uh, how you're going to either uh, fake something or uh, how you're going to immediately get into it. Like, can you do it the first time around? Maybe if you're in basketball terms, like if, if you're about to throw a shot, maybe someone's trying to block you, maybe you fake the shot and then you go into the shot. Um, if you're in, uh, just, just the, the concept is to engage all the possible senses and make it as realistic as possible. And the great thing and very, very interesting about the brain and very fascinating thing about the brain is that the brain cannot differentiate between something that you're playing in your head to stimulate all the five senses and the muscle activations and everything. And it, it cannot simulate the difference between real, going over in your head and doing it physically in person. So if you give your brain a mental imagery so strong, so real, so surreal, and so detailed, your brain cannot differentiate the difference between that and actually physically, realistically doing it in real life, right? Um, they've hooked uh, study participants up with onto a, uh, a measurements. Um, and they were able to gauge the muscle activations, and they found that the muscles activated the same exact way, for the most part, as an individual physically doing it, when compared to an individual uh, verbal uh, visualizing it and doing it in their head. Which is why when it comes to specific skills, like physical skills, like watchmaking as well, the brain can't really tell the difference. So you could really be working on your watchmaking skills on the train without ever even... Uh, uh, you know, being there, the, the whole point is the more you inoculate your brain into a immersive environment, the more realistic and more, the more real uh, each repetition gets. Okay. Now that is the, the, the learning process, right? That's the first section of you trying to recall or understand or learn a subject and, and really solidify the concepts. The second one would be the retrieval process. So we're just doing a quick recap of this entire episode. The second one is is the retrieval process. The second one, uh, long story short, is having the information available is great, which is the learning process, the first stage. But being able to retrieve it in your brain when you need it or when someone's asking you a question about it or when you're actually needing to provide information about a subject is what we call the retrieval process. When you retrieve something... The retrieval process is just as important as a learning process because if you can have, it's like in a house, like you can have all the equipments and everything you want, but if it's not readily accessible or if it's not at the forefront, when you need it, you don't even know that you have it, 
right? Or you don't, or if you don't organize it correctly, or you don't recall it enough, you don't, you wouldn't even know that you can't find it, you can't locate it, and maybe when you're finally, you know, searching for something else, you know, you end, you always end up finding what you what you were looking for last time. And the retrieval process is is important because what we want to do is make sure we we know exactly where to find it and how to find it and when we need it, long story short. So the spaced repetition covers both those primary aspects of learning a new skill or learning a new topic, being able to learn it and then being able to retrieve it. Okay, so we had to break this whole episode down. Spaced repetition, 24 hours in a day for you. Everyone has the same 24 hours. How you learn is up to you. I recommend uh, practicing a specific thing once every, for the first, the, the whole, okay, the whole plan. Recognize what you need to learn. Work on it for five days straight, early in the morning. Make sure you understand it right. You don't have to do multiple, multiple repetitions. You can just do one repetition. If you got it right, you wait till the next day. I usually do this for the first five days. After the first five days, I'll space out the retrieval process now. I'll, I'll space out the time where I need to retrieve the subject that I just learned. So instead of doing it every five days now, I'll do it every, I'll do, uh, on, I'll wait for three days to pass by and I'll do it again. On day three, if I was able to successfully retrieve the information, then I'll wait a week or I generally wait, you know, uh, I'll push it each day. So if I waited two days to recall something, now I'll wait four days to recall something. If I recall it correctly, then now I'll double that time and wait eight days to recall it. And if, again, I recall that, I'll wait 16 days and so on and so forth. Find what interval works for you. Every interval doesn't need to necessarily be the same. You can figure out a topic or, or time for yourself to work on it. And maybe, maybe, maybe you don't need day three or day four. Maybe you need day five, you know. So find out what works for you and optimize it to your own personal uh, uh, endeavors and your own personal... Because um, everyone's different and maybe you recall a subject faster than most people or maybe you, you need a little bit more time. So honestly, find what works for you. Okay, and then once you do that over and over again, you space it out and you, and you'll hit a point where I have some subjects where I don't recall for six months, maybe not even. Um, and then I have some topics that have permanently been ingrained in my brain where I don't even need to necessarily recall it anymore. And that's where we ultimately want to reach when we're able to recall something like second nature. You don't have to think about what color the sun is when someone asks you. Uh, you don't need to think about your specific chosen field, right? Uh, for a specific subject. You don't need someone to tell you uh, how to brush your teeth. You don't, need to, you don't need to recall. You don't need to practice how to brush your teeth uh, to, to go over how you remember it. So the point is to hit a, a, t- a point in time with a specific subject where you feel very, very comfortable spacing it out as long as you possibly can. Now, some of you guys might be asking, um, if you guys are interested, there are some space repetition app, uh, apps you know, for your iPhone, uh, Android, and even for your computer. Uh, I recommend something free, you know, honestly. Um, if you're really serious about uh, this specific subjects, there are some paid apps that are pretty good. 
Um, I don't have any specific that I recommend because honestly, I've gotten to a point where I just I, I just put it on my calendar or I put it on a to-do list and uh, I know when to space it out. And honestly, if you prefer the convenience, maybe an app would make sense. If you, you can also do this without necessarily getting an app as well. Um, and I think for the most part, I think this is a pretty long episode already. So I think we'll keep it, we'll, we'll, cut, we'll cut it down now. Um, if you guys actually liked this episode, please leave a review. Um, I know the, the, the times are tough right now, especially with the whole coronavirus thing going on. And a lot of people are staying at home. And I feel obligated to kind of give back. And uh, yeah, so just let me know if this helps you out. If you like this segment, then we can keep working on, uh, we can keep, I can keep putting out more content like this. Um, A lot of people have kind of reached out to me about uh, very, very different facets of watchmaking now, which is pretty cool. And um, talk to you guys soon. Take care.